Thank you so much for joining us again. This is Neighbors in Need. I am Sandy Waters, and in the studio with me today is Haverly Erskine from Dreams from Drake. How are you? I'm great, Sandy. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And everything that you guys do, your family is such a beautiful family, and we want to help you guys. So first, let's learn about Dreams from Drake. What is the story, and how can we help? Oh, thank you. Um... So six years ago, my nephew, Drake, uh, passed away unexpectedly in an accident. He was four years old. And uh, Drake's mom, Jamie Pettit, and and her husband, Brian Pettit, and I uh, got together and we decided one thing. Let's try to make the best of the worst situation, Mm -hmm. obviously, in losing a child. And we put our heads together. We decided we wanted to still be a part of Drake's life in some way, obviously not the way we had envisioned. And we wanted to create a nonprofit in his memory. And our first thought was, where's their void? Where's their need in this community? And throughout the year after he passed, we kind of surveyed the landscape in the Rochester area. And we realized there was a need for more services for children and teens who were experiencing grief. Uh, They have so much to process. And Mm -hmm. children and teens really heal and experience grief in a different way. And there were services and support groups and whatnot for the adults or for parents. Um, But Drake had three siblings who were going through an awful lot, wondering what happened to their brother. Mm -hmm. And that's when we decided, okay, what can we do for them? What can we provide to them? And so we created Dreams from Drake with that mission in mind to help other children going through uh, similar unfair losses to find ways to help them process their grief so that they can go on to live happy, healthy, and productive lives. And you're right. Everybody grieves differently. Um, But sometimes us as adults, we forget that kids, you're right, they do process it completely in a different way. How, when Drake um, passed, how old were his siblings? Drake was four at the time. His youngest sibling was two. So, I mean, he okay. was still, you yeah. know, figuring out the yeah. world. Um, and then he Which had, is almost a good thing. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I mean, it sounds horrible to no, say it's that, not but horrible. it's almost a blessing because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't remember that traumatizing moment. Correct. And it's interesting that you say that. Now, I'll, I'll get to um, to that in a second. Um, and then he had a sister who was one year older, five. And then he had a brother who was seven. Um, So seven, five, Drake was four, and then a two-year-old. And it's so interesting that you mentioned that about the two-year-old because something that we didn't think of at the time was that what the two-year-old has experienced later on. So um, now that he's eight, um, when he, you know, was six, seven, eight years old, he started experiencing some of the things that um, his older brother, you know, when Trevor was seven, um, had experienced then. And now the two-year-old was experiencing. What happened to Drake? So he didn't necessarily understand what happened when he was two. Okay. Now he's asking the questions. Now he's starting to ask the questions in the past couple years. And that's something that we didn't necessarily anticipate. And so for my family and, you know, for Jamie and Brian, they've had to kind of go through this process all over again with their youngest child um, as far as answering those questions and be able to provide resources for him. Uh, So, you know, when everybody says 
and it's the truest statement out there that it never gets easier and it never goes away. That's absolutely the case. Here's another reason why it's, you know, is because as, as the younger children mm-hmm. get older, their mind starts to process things in a way, maybe the older children at one point did, and now they're going through it. And now, you know, Trevor, who was younger, obviously at the time, he's now, he turned 14. He's experiencing it now in a different way. So it never goes away. And, and part of our foundation's mission is really to provide different types of healing and grieving opportunities because there is no one way, there is no right way to grieve. And, and, and so it's just so important to have, um, you know, a plethora of opportunities so students and, you know, children can pick what works for them. Yeah, I think it's remarkable and amazing that your family took this devastating situation. And gosh, I don't know how I would react to it. I don't know if I would just crawl up and hide from the world forever, which you feel like you want to do, or to go to the extreme like you guys have gone and taken it and done something so beautiful with it where you keep his memory alive and you're helping so many other kids. I appreciate that. And I'm going to be completely honest. There are a lot of days where we do just crawl and hide from the world um, because that's a very realistic part of life. And now you're even... Where some families can just ignore it, you guys are almost facing it every day with this Dreams from Drake. We found it's healthiest to uh, really do face it every day. Like I said, it helps us be a part of Drake's life. Mm -hmm. We have found not just in our own family, but all of the families we work with, and we've worked with over 120 families, that it's so important to say the name of the lost loved one. Whether it is, you know, a child who has lost a sibling or a child who has lost a parent, saying the name and keeping that memory of the lost loved one alive is one of the most important parts of the healing process. And that's one of the most important messages we want to get out to everybody who is, you know, surrounded by, um, you know, people who don't know what to do or don't know how to act Mm -hmm. around people who have lost um, you know, either they've lost their spouse or they've lost a child and they don't know, how to, I don't know if I should bring it up or not, or I don't want to say anything. Well, if we get sad or we cry, it's not because you're bringing up, you know, our, our lost loved one's name. It, you know, it's just because we miss that person, but we actually love it when you bring up their name because it shows that you haven't forgotten because we certainly haven't forgotten. Yeah. And it's not us bringing it up is going to all of a sudden trigger you to remember them you're always thinking we're about them always every day. remembering yeah. them we are so appreciative of people who say the name and bring up memories of our lost loved one because it means that you haven't forgotten either that they are still a part of our family yeah. and you felt that recently you just had a big gala to support uh dreams from drake and how that turned out awesome i hear sandy it was amazing it was our biggest one yet um we had close to 170, 175 people in attendance. We uh, raised more money than we ever have yet. Um, And I tell you why I'm so excited about that is because not only are we able to continue all of the services that we always offer, uh, we are so excited to expand on and build our services into the future. And with this additional funding, we're going to be able to do so Last year was our biggest year as far as growth in, in regards to families that were referred to us. Mm-hmm. So not only do we want to be able to accommodate all of those families with our regular ongoing programs, but now we want to be able to do more 
provide more. And the more we work with these families, the more we learn about what's needed uh, yeah. and what opportunities there are and what we can do to provide. And we are so excited from all the support we get from everybody in this community, even if it's not financial support, just following our page. Exactly. Talking about it, the communication, being aware uh, is, is huge for us. And that allows us to grow, which allows every child and the parents to know one very, very important thing. And that's, they're not alone. That is our, our biggest thing is you're not alone. We heal together do not isolate. There are people yeah. who care, who love, who support you. And, you you know, you're not in this, this crazy shipwreck by yourself. We are here to help you rebuild. What are some of the programs, services that you provide? Our biggest ones are um, we offer monthly healing circles, which is essentially like a support group, but it's for the children. It is uh, everyone is led by a um, social worker who's trained in grief therapy, who designs activities specifically for children and teens. And then they are followed by some type of social activity, whether it's ice skating or an Amex game or a Lancers game or snow tubing, whatever it is, depending on the season or pottery or painting, uh, music, whatever it might be. The reason why is because we want to have that therapeutic element, but we also don't want to forget the most important thing, which is these are kids, and we still want to remember, help the kids remember kids need to be kids, yeah. and they need to have that outlet. And we want to introduce them to all the different types of therapy that are out there, whether it's exercise, um, music, art, um, sp- you know, sports. Uh, we've done yoga therapy, all sorts of things. So we love combining the therapeutic element with the, you know, go be kids and combine yeah. these types of things. Um, so we do those every month and you know, everything that we provide is, is free for the families. Um, during the summer, five years ago, we started Monroe County's first bereavement camp um, for children who've lost a sibling or parent. It started out as a one day event. We have since partnered with um, rush to regional health um, and Pittsburgh youth services. Um, and now it's a three day camp uh, in which we work with the most incredible group of uh, social workers and therapists and children, you know, join us for a three-day experience in which they are immersed um, in, you know, all different types of social activities and therapeutic activities. And that's during the summer. So that's huge. Um, And now we have, we do 40 campers every year and there's a waiting list for it now. Yeah, the so, the, so that's workers and the people that the adults that are there to help these kids are they volunteering or is that why we need to raise money? To- yeah, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, we do have some that are paid staff because they spend um, months and months preparing and coordinating the activities, um, and so we do have some preparing, and then we have a ton of volunteer mm-hmm. staff that help make all of it happen. Um, and now, do you if, need our support with that side of it, the volunteering? Like, what do you need from us to make all this happen? Yeah, I mean, that would be great. Um, you know, just I, I think it's so important. Just word of mouth is really important. Um, you know, getting that out there. Uh, 
I mean, financial support is also is always huge just from everybody out there because yeah. we are hoping to expand camp so that we don't have a wait list at okay. some point, you know, because we hate having to yeah. tell kids we're at capacity. At the same time, we right now we do have to limit it because if we take too many kids in, we're going to miss out on the, the therapeutic experience that's yes. available. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a careful, careful balance there. Um, you know, so camp is huge. The healing circles are huge. Um, you know, when families come into our lives, we try to cater a, what I'd say like a care package to them, but where we provide them with books, um, for the children, Mm -hmm. books for the parents, as well as, um, just helpful information to help them navigate the process and meal gift cards and meals. Um, this is just to let them know we're here. Yeah, yeah. And here's some stuff just to get you started. And if and when you're ready to take advantage of our resources, we're here for you. There's no pressure. Here's our information because everybody, some people come into our lives and they're ready to, you know, use Dreams from Drake services after two months of a loss. Some aren't ready to use our services until after five years of their loss. Yeah. Um, so everybody goes through their grief journey at their own process. And another really important thing we do in this, it sounds so simple, Sandy, but it's so important is we send everybody, whether it's one year out or 10 years out um, on the, we call the angel versary. So the, the, the death of their loved one, a card letting them know that we're thinking of them. They have not been forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a meal card to t- take their family out to dinner. And the reason why that's so important is because everyone else in our lives moves on. We expect that. We know that happens. But for our families, the day that that loved one passed away uh. is just, you almost, it's just one of the hardest days to get out of bed and to get something in the mail that says, hey, we know this is a really hard day. Even if it's been five years, six years, seven years, we still send those cards every single year wow. um, because we have not forgotten. And we know from even our own experience, we know how hard this day is. And we just want to let you know there's someone out there thinking of you again to send the message. You're not alone. Yeah, you guys are so wonderful. If you want to learn more about Dreams from Drake, if you want to support it um, in any way that you can or use the services that you guys provide, Dreams from Drake. You can find it on Facebook, all social media, I'm sure, right? Is there a website as well that you can Yeah, absolutely. Dreamsfromdrake.org. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Perfect. Thank you so much. Danny, thank you so much for having us. We're so grateful for for the community support and for people like you who, who let us get our voice out.